Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. Why it matters on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle. I'm Ellie Danker. It's time now for Why It Matters. And we're going to talk about pirates. No, not the ones from the movies. But, you know, believe it or not, it's actually still an issue today. Yeah, piracy. Uh, the number of piracy and armed robbery cases in the Singapore Strait hit a six-year high last year. And this is even as, you know, such cases in Asia fell to the lowest since 2018. There were 49 incidents in the Singapore Strait, and it was recognized as one of the world's busiest shipping lanes last year compared with 34 in 2020 and 31 in 2019. So that's the highest since like 2015 when there were like 99 incidents or something like that. Uh, in the whole of Asia, 82 piracy and armed robbery incidents against ships were reported in 2021. That's a 15% decrease from the 97 in 2020. So why is this still an issue and how exactly do they operate? Interesting conversation and a very real issue. Uh, uh, Rama Chandran, who is the head of Marine at QBA Asia, is on the line with me. Rama, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Alit. Very well, and thanks for having me. QBE is an international general insurance and reinsurance company. You guys have operations in all the key insurance markets. Let's talk a little bit about piracy in the region. I mean, how rampant is the issue here? It's a very interesting question. I mean, as you mentioned, we still are dabbling with the piracy issues in the current day and age. If you look at the global statistics, piracy over the years, for the last 28 years since we have kept records, it has been on a decline. So it's generally on the right trend in terms of the number of incidents that's happening across the globe. There are, however, some hotspots in that space where it is affecting some level of so-called intervention by naval forces uh, to mitigate this. Strangely, in Asia, though, as as you clearly depicted the numbers, it's on a downward trend, and we have seen certain peaks in the year 2015. Mm. We are strangely surprised by the number of increased activity in Singapore Straits. That has been a so-called diversion in terms of the trending that we are seeing globally, or even in Asia. It's partly due to Singapore Straits is the most busiest straits in the world. Just on the back of that, you know, talking about how you found it surprising that there are more incidents in the Singapore Strait. Anyone outside of Singapore goes, wait a minute, that country, the law is so strict. Uh, they've got, uh, you know, good Coast Guard, etc., etc. Why is it we're seeing more attacks? Absolutely, Elliot. I think... I think we need to put into context in terms of what is actually the number of incidents. And all the incidents, none of them actual piracy incidents. So it's all mostly robbery that's happening. In fact, all of it, all incidents across Asia, it's been only robbery. Of the 27 incidents that has happened in the, uh, according to recap, that has happened in the Straits of Singapore, bulk of it, 73% of those were in the eastbound trade. So it's on the southern part of the Singapore Straits, closer to the uh, Indonesian islands of Batam and uh, Bintan. And I think opportunistically, these are a crime that's been committed opportunistically because most of it did not materialize with any items being stolen. But nevertheless, they were boarded by pirates, mostly on an eastbound trade. Uh, where we have launched some of the larger tankers and bulkers on a fully laden conditions that makes it a lot easier because the freeboard, the water level 
to the main deck. It's at the lowest level when the vessel is fully laden. And that has made this a bit easier for them to board the vessels and ultimately just try to pilfer some of the stores and engine parts that's on board and make a good getaway. Ah. Uh, so that's, that's been the trend in terms of what we are seeing. On the westbound track, where there's been only two incidents there, so I think and most of the vessels that go on the westbound are normally, there are exceptions though, are normally without cargo, so they have a higher free board. It's still an increase in terms of the number of incidents, though not affecting any of the crew or none of the crew was threatened. And most of it, so only knives were used on some occasions, and some of it have between one to five pirates coming on board, mostly in the middle of the night where you have less lookout from the crew on board. And normally they do get on board two wooden sampans used as fast boats that comes to very close to the vessel and then they'll just hook it up and then get assessed. You make a very good case there about the need to for continued vigilance and to stay uh, alert because uh, these guys are attacking us simply because uh, it's a lot easier uh, for them as far as our waters are concerned. Um, I, I'm curious, Rama, I, mean, I was looking at your title. You're head of marine. What exactly does that entail? Are you like Aquaman? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was, uh, it, but you know, but when you see me in person, I probably, you, you, you'll be surprised anyway. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> uh, but I, yeah, I mean, I I look after all of marine contracts. A curious question. I mean, how exactly do you enforce a marine insurance claim? Sea jurisdictions, do they play a part? Is it different? It, it does. I think when an incident happens in certain jurisdiction, then and the applicable law of that jurisdiction becomes valid. So I think whenever there's an incident in respect of a wherever it is, because we do cover globally. So the intention is to make sure that the ship owner or the cargo carried from point A to point B, we would cover every jurisdiction that the, the vessel would operate. Ah, okay, okay, that explains it, that explains it. Looking at, you know, the maritime and, and, and shipping industry, and in, in light of all these incidents and digitalization, we never thought they'd get on board, but they are. Uh, what's your outlook like when it comes to a post-COVID world? What are you observing here? Um, I think the shipping was quicker on their feet in terms of recovery. In the late part of 2020, the container trade shipping routes picked up very quickly. And by 2021, we were almost at pre-COVID level, except for, except for the cruise industry. Okay. Uh, so the activity resumption is very quick. And inevitably, I think that's also because of the global trade, the demand and the supply was also significantly increasing at that point. So it was a general trend in terms of some of the activity. And then some of the activity across the Singapore trade being the busiest trades also have uh, probably linked to the number of incidents that have happened as well. Yeah, yeah. Actually, talking about the number of incidents, I mean, uh, and just as, as, as a wrap-up question, right, what are your thoughts on the geopolitical situations that we see around the world, this need to build resilience, and obviously, you know, the ease of claiming uh, marine insurance in that sense? I think geopolitical issues currently, what's happening in Ukraine, as well as some of the hotspots that we see in the Gulf, as well as in the, um, the Gulf of Guinea. I think this awareness that we need to keep the ship owners, the cargo owners completely aware 
and try to find ways to mitigate this. And digitization is one aspect where we can actually look at the track of each of the vessels, where they are heading, what are some of the accumulations that we can find in certain ports. So these are actually right now in terms of the level of data that we collect globally to make sure that we have sufficient protection for the ship owners, we have sufficient protection for the cargo owners, and from the liabilities that may arise in some of the incidents that we are seeing from a geopolitical perspective as well. All right. Well, thank you so much for your thoughts this morning. I've been speaking with Rama Chandran, who is Head of Marine at QBE Asia. Thank you again for your time. Take care. Have a great day. Thank you, Alex. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.